we are for one another. We are to work for one another, to be in service to each other. And this was a form of service. It's like you meet someone who's ignorant. It's like, well, you know what? Hey, this is what I'm for. I'm, I'm here to share. I'm here to talk to you. And, and, you know, I don't have control over what you do with that, but I do have the capacity to, to give something to you. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte, identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Oh my God, it's that time again, that podcast time. (laughs) Welcome everybody. This is Brandon and Evan and we're the artists. We are doing one trust in the face of change, trust in change. What is it, Evan? Yes, trust in the face of change. Yeah, it's it's, face of change. Yeah, yeah. well, that's that's what we decided it would be. So um, here's one thing, guys. There's one thing you can guarantee in life and that is change. Things will change. You will change. Everything will change. And you can try to keep it the same. You can try to do that, but eventually change is coming and you got to deal with it. So you might as well get prepared. And we're kind of taking it further and we're saying, well, why not just trust in the change? Cause you know, it's coming. And as much as you try to protect against it, as much as you try to hide from it, trust that change is a natural part of the progression of life and and evolution. So you can either work with it or you can try to work against it, but change will usually win in the end. So I say adapt with it. And that's what I got for you. I don't know. You know what, do you, what are your thoughts, my man? Yeah, no, uh, I would say that change will, change will always, uh, win. And, um, you know, a lot of the, um, ancient traditions would say that most of, or a, a good amount of our fear, our anxiety comes from just fighting the fact of change and learning to move with change as opposed to um, resisting it. Uh, And yeah, I mean, I'm just going to throw my personal hat in the ring on this one Um, just because part of what got this, this topic going aside from everything that's going on in the world, we're still in, you know, the middle of a pandemic and there is massive uh, civil rights protests that are going on. Um, Lots of conversations are being had or (laughs) lack of conversation is being had (laughs) at times. But um, there's just like everything uh, is can appear really upside down right now. So we're in the midst of, of a lot of change happening right now. And then personally, uh, there's just been some change going on. I'm learning just like, you know, I'm, I'm going to be having, uh, a, a move. I'm going to be moving to a new place, which is going to be a much different community than, than what I've been used to for the last, oh man, uh, close to, yeah, like over two decades at least. Um, so it's, it's with everything going on, it's just like, well, there's all of this change and it, it can be very disorienting. And I've, I've definitely had my own, uh, moments over the last little while where, uh, 
just there's a lot of, uh, I feel a lot of the sensation of a lot of fear and some anxiety coming up of like, you know, what's going to happen? What am I going to do? Uh, you know, how are, are, are we going to land on our feet? And, and, you know, again, with also global things being the way they are, you know, it's just like, there's, uh, there's a lot of unknown things that, that are going on and it's, uh, it can really throw you. And it's, and it's, I've had my moments where it's really thrown me and, but the beauty of it is that it's been forcing me to take a look at some stuff within myself. Um, it's been a challenge to, uh, find ways to continue to be clear, to continue to be peaceful, to um, maybe look at some things about myself and how I think and how I operate and get some clarity on it so that I can um, change some patterns. So, you know, that's changes is an opportunity uh, for us to grow, especially when it comes to, um, when it brings up any feelings of fear, anger, sorrow, you know, there's something, there's something there that we can learn from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, all, uh, everything you want is on the other side of fear. They, they say, um, <laughs> um that's a famous quote from yeah. somebody who yeah. I don't remember their name at the moment, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, I think that the thing is fear is an interesting one because I mean, let's just talk about it because you know, you mentioned it, but it's one of those things. It's like, what are you even scared of? Like, really? And none of that's happened. You don't know if any of that's going to happen. Like all the stuff that that we talk ourselves out of, like adapting and and doing what we really want. Most of those fears have never happened, and probably never will happen. I think that if anything, you should be like, "Hey, good for me. I acknowledge that this is a potential possibility." But like, mm. here's the thing. Are you going to correct course if things start going wrong? Are you going to start adapting? Are you going to start figuring things out? Are you like, like one thing I learned as I've gone through my life and I've gone through some challenging times is that usually there's a point where enough is enough and I'll pull myself out of it. So like if things go wildly off course, I'll have a kind of a standard or a line in which I'll be like, okay, I have to do something differently. This isn't working. I, mm -hmm. This is unacceptable. But another point I want to just mention is a lot of the times where I've gotten myself to a, a, maybe a not so great place was mostly because of a resistance to change, which could have uh, corrected it way earlier. And um, a lot to do with tolerance, like tolerating things that are intolerable and staying in comfort zones that are actually uncomfort comfort zones. And, um, you know, and, and so what I think is like fear is kind of a funny thing because it tries to get you to stay the same, but usually that's what creates the bad things, right? Mm -hmm. Is if you keep trying to keep it the same. So trusting the change is kind of almost going, okay, well, obviously there's a need to evolve, there's a need to adapt. And maybe I don't know what to do yet, but let's embrace that, you know? Yeah. And sometimes there might be a couple of shaky first steps um, to begin with, but, you know, there's at least you've begun the process of, of moving through. You're beginning to, to work with the change as opposed to, yeah, just either trying to ignore it or fight it. There's so many things that what you just said, I'm like, that is just so relevant and we can <laughs> see it everywhere <laughs> in the world right now. Yeah. Um, but what's, what's um, like 
for me, it's like, there's so many ways that we can, because it can be a challenge, you know, like as much as like, I'm a person who I like, I find myself in moments where I can't stand sometimes how poorly I feel like I'm handling what's going on. I'm just like, Oh, I should be handling this better. I shouldn't be this upset. I shouldn't be this uh, anxious. I shouldn't be, you know, all of these shoulds. Um, and then just trying to, to navigate through that suit, because sometimes when you're in it, like you're just like how you don't want to be in it. And it's like, how the hell do you start to move your way out of it? And like, I mean, obviously if we haven't said it enough, or if, you out there and listening haven't heard this from other people enough. I mean, the place to begin is where you're at, you know, yeah. is, is always just to accept it's like, okay, no, but this is, I, I don't want to feel this way. And I feel like I shouldn't feel this way. Um, but this is how I feel. So you have to start where you're at and just accept it. And actually the science on this, um, the studies on this say that even the, the sheer fact of being able to, um, accept to yourself to be able to actually name the thing that you're feeling the state that you are in um, begins to relieve the feeling just being able to acknowledge it actually like there's they've studied there's an, a real physiological response in your body chemicals are released it's just like okay you've acknowledged that you feel upset <laughs> we can start feeling your body actually physiologically is like all right we can start feeling better now um so it's, it's not just some woo woo nonsense. Uh, but there's, um, there's different things that we can draw upon within ourselves and, uh, to, to help navigate that and move through. Like one of the things that I've have been doing over the last few days is just being like, well, Hey, Evan, you know, like all of the other massive things of change that you've gone through in your life. <laughs> Think back to all of those. Think back to how anxious and worried you were about those things. Here you are. <laughs> like, you're fine, you know, and your life has gotten better in so many ways. So there's nothing to worry about, you know? So it's... and. Yeah. So like there's, there's different things that we can drop on. I don't know if you have different things that, that you drop on. I think the person that you become through your change through, through moving and maybe that's going on for you personally. I think the person you become at the end of the day is going to look back at the person you are today and go like, wow, look how much you've grown. Look at, look at where we've come. You know what I mean? Um, I, I think that change is one of those things that's going to happen and really it's, it's about you. It's all about who you become. I, I would say this, you know, I've been saying this since the beginning of ever, since we ever recorded. And it's, it's only been further actualized and further realized through our conversations, which is that your journey is not so much about what you see along the way and where you get to, but who you become along the way. And, 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 I think that we forget that a lot of the time and all of our fears. If you think about all of our fears, they're all based on, but where will I end up? What might happen along the way? It doesn't matter. Like, like really that doesn't matter. Like what matters is that whatever that is, is going to make you into who you need to be. And I think that when you, when you really embrace that and accept that it kind of, you kind of become fearless. Um, you know, I had a moment and I'll, I'll share uh, this because I think it's very relevant but there was a moment 
with my dad and I when I was 21. And on this, on this, on this Father's Day Sunday. That yeah, we'll on this Father's Day Sunday. So, you know, I'm not hanging out with my dad for Father's Day. And, you know, and uh, I'm grateful to my dad. He's gave me life and he's, he's been a part of my life. And there's been a lot of great things he's attributed to my life. But, you know, at this point, in this juncture in our relationship, we're not really we're not really that connected. I don't know if we ever will be. It's, you know, it is what it is. And, and I, I can look at that and I go, you know, I wish I had that, but you know, not every relationship in life is always going to be the way you want it to be. And to sometimes to be your own person, you have to sometimes be able to, um, you know, you have to, you have to deal with life as it is and you have to deal with things and you, and you work your way through in your own integrity. But my point is, is that when I was 21, um, little sub note, my dad had declared bankruptcy when he was 17, when I was 17. So he lost everything, declared bankruptcy, got me to help him out with uh, real estate. And I put my $10,000, all the money I had, I gave it to him and I, and he bought a house and then we flipped the house. We made about 50 grand and we did that two more times. And we made 150 grand over three, over several years of turning houses and whatever. And by the time I was 21, um, I wanted to go down to Los Angeles and drive down from Vancouver to Los Angeles, a big, big goal of mine, big dream. And I was going to go do it. And I was going to go check out Hollywood and I was going to like make my stake, you know, in the film industry, right. This kid from the suburbs who didn't really know anything. And my dad had coordinated, uh, something where he basically got me to sign off of the house. And he said, if you leave for Los Angeles, I'm going to, I'm, you know, I'm taking all your money and you can figure it out. And so I said, you know what? The fact that he did that, first of all, was just totally unbelievable. But I said, you know, fuck you. And I left and I went off to Hollywood and I drove down there with pennies in my pocket and I went down there and I did my thing. And I think back to that moment and I was pretty fearless. But the reason why I could make that decision and give up everything was two reasons. Number one was my values. I decided in that moment, I will never be controlled by another person. So if it meant giving up something comfortable, that's a big change, right? So the, the change mm-hmm. is obviously very important. If I listen to what he said, I'm controlled for the rest of my life. If I leave, I have my own life. Now, maybe I have pennies yeah. in my pocket. Maybe I'll lose everything I have, but I have my own life. And secondly, the dream, the vision was so important to me that I was willing to go down and, 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 and at least explore that. Now, when I went down to LA, I knew in my mind, I was like, well, you know, it's not like, you know, you might not become a star or something might not big my, it wasn't what it was about. It was about me going and doing this thing that was important to me. And when, I, I mean, you know, on a scale of whatever you're, you're moving, you're doing something in your life. And I look at that and I go, you're doing something that's important to you. So whoever you become out of that, that's all that really matters. And you'll figure out the rest. And it doesn't matter if you have no money, it doesn't matter because you'll figure it out because what's most important is that you're going to be who you need to be. And I just think that that's a lesson that everybody can take away from this right off the bat is, you know, be willing to give up the comfort, be willing to give up the thing that you think you need. Um, because mm-hmm. if it's what you really want, I mean, you, you have to sometimes let go of that so that you can actually have what you want. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's like, you know, kind of like the classic, um, 
you know, odyssey type of story that's been told in almost every single culture yeah. <laughs> for such a long time. There's this, there's the story of kind of the quote unquote, leaving, leaving home, leaving the thing that you knew so that you can be the person that you have to be, uh, you know, and, and it's a necessary thing and it's, and there's a uncomfortable part of it. But the, the thing is, is that it's, there's more discomfort in staying the same and not honoring the part of you that needs to become whatever it needs to become, even if you don't exactly know what that is. Yeah. Uh, even if it's only a vague uh, direction that you feel called to, right? It's, uh, it's classic. It's classic. But it's like, that's the reason why it's told is because it's true. Like there's, a, there's an, an incredible timeless truth about, about that aspect of ourselves, about us as human beings. Um, and I don't think any one of us escapes that, you know, sometimes it's not always, um, it doesn't always look, uh, as dramatic as, as maybe your own story or in like the, the hopefully like, not like the story of, of Odysseus or something like yeah. that, you know, but you know, in, in many ways we can look at our lives and see how we've done that. How mm-hmm. there was something that, uh, we, we, had our whole lives and, uh, and let go of something that we had to let go of, uh, so that we could have, I guess, so that we could have life in, in a fuller capacity Mm -hmm. for ourselves. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, one thing I'll say is, you know, life is going to be painful. That's, that's the, that's the first thing you should know. And trying to avoid pain is avoiding life itself because life is painful. Growing is painful. Just growing up physically is a painful thing. People don't realize that they, they forget about that. Learning to walk is painful. You know how many times you fell over to figure that out? Yeah. Like, but the thing is, is that you can have pain, but it doesn't mean you have to suffer about it. It doesn't mean you have to get yeah. worked up about it. You know, you can start to embrace pain and look at it like a teacher and look at it like um, something that you do on your own terms, as opposed to like, Pain is going to come either way. And it's either going to come on your terms or it's going to come uh, not on your terms. So if you want it on your terms, you might as well embrace change Mm because change and pain are actually very related to each other because change is painful, you know? And, and a lot of time people go, I don't want the pain, but it's like, yeah, but if you take this temporary pain now, you avoid long-term pain later. So just take the hit now, deal with it, grow, and then you'll be better. And then you don't have to deal with this long-term thing that's coming down the road if you don't do this thing. Yeah. And the thing is, is that we have the capacity to change our relationship to pain. Yes. You know, that's an amazing thing about humankind is that we can change our relationship to stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we can change our relationship to pain because yeah, it's interesting change and pain. Yeah. Like it's this, um, this incredible relationship there that you've pointed out because we're so um, accustomed to um, pain and just being, having an aversion to it. And it doesn't mean that we go, you have to go and seek pain. Cause I don't think that that's, I think no. that that's, a, that that's an unnecessary and, and unhealthy thing in, in some capacities. Um, I know some people who seek being uncomfortable yeah. you know, getting out of their comfort zone. And that's maybe a more healthy way of looking at it. Cause very often, and I would say most of the pain that we experience is actually just discomfort. 
Yeah. You know, it's not real pain. It's mild. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's uncomfortable or it's something that's going on up here. It's totally. something that's going on in our minds. You know, I, I read, um, meditations by Marcus Aurelius, like, uh, earlier this year. And one of the key messages in there that I really took away from was like, the only thing that troubles you is your opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only thing, or I think it was disturbs you. The only thing that mm-hmm. disturbs you is your opinion. Uh, and, there's just so much truth to that. And I, I, I've also had experiences through, um, you know, uh, like 10 day meditations and stuff where, you know, a big part of it is looking at your relationship with pain. You're sitting there and, you know, your, your back hurts, your, your, your neck is tight or, and, and being able to just be with that thing without, your mind and your opinion of it and your judgment of it swooping in because as soon as that swoops in suddenly it's unbearable but the pain itself the actual just when you just deal with the that simple pain in and of itself without reacting to it it's actually not particularly horrible (laughs) And it actually changes. Yeah. <laughs> That's the other part of it. Just like this will change. It's like, oh, that pain's gone now. Like it was there for a moment and now it's just disappeared. And it's just about where your attention and your focus goes to. And that was something that kind of uh, was also, uh, I think, a theme coming into this conversation as well is, is our attention and our presence is um, a huge part of this thing of being able to trust in the face of change because when we are in times of of great change and lots of things have been been turned around um you know like we're looking right now at what's going on uh yeah everything that's going on with some of the biggest change movements and and um crisis that we're dealing with and we have all of these experts. We have all of these people chiming in, trying to trying to figure this out and trying to do the thing that's right. But nobody nobody knows, you know. Like there, we don't have all of the answers yet. Despite all of the resources that we are putting into these problems, we don't have clear answers yet. And a huge source of anxiety is trying to have answers when we don't have them. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't mean that we're not searching for them, but it means that we can kind of let go of our, of our anxiety of not having them now so that we can actually be present and attentive so that we can actually see the problems for what they are. That's a great point. You know, not having the answers right now is such an important part of the, you know, you're talking about the odyssey, the journey. Um, it's so important. I mean, when, when that happened with my dad and and I was like, you know, and I decided to go, it was such a, it was such a Shakespearean esque moment in my life. It's like, I've referred to it a few times, but it was, (laughs) it was really that the son breaks away from the father, you know, all his leaves, all his kingdom behind, leaves his resources behind, goes off, whatever you can look at however you want. But it kind of was like that for me. It was like, really like, yeah. But at the same time, especially at such a young age too. Yeah. At the same time, I mean, I had no idea what was going to happen. Um, I, I had no idea what I would do after. And there was all these variables, but I can say that 
when you have a really clear vision and when you have a really clear on your values and what's important to you and what is unacceptable to you, you can make really bold decisions a lot easier. You can do kind of like fearless things a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And so something I've been really diligently rebuilding in myself, and I say rebuilding because I think sometimes in life you kind of get off track a little bit. You, you know, you uh, sometimes forget what, what kind of or maybe you didn't realize what was actually working for you. And one of the things I realized was really strong vision and and a high sense of values was the thing that always made me make the best decisions in my life. If I look back at all my decisions and when you think about your values and your vision, they will make you overlook comforts and they will make you go into places of fearful areas because Mm -hmm. they're so important. You care so much about them and they're so meaningful to you that they matter more than whatever little thing, whatever little comfort, whatever little thing is keeping you small. And, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it, I think we make, we make decisions like this all the time. And I think that it's, I don't know how to put it other than just to say that whatever you're, whatever you're scared of, whatever you're uncomfortable about, that thing is only going to amplify unless you move it, change it, do something about it, which is probably going to require change and going to require pain. So amplify that pain and amplify that pain and amplify that pain in your mind. So like, for example, in that moment, when my dad said, you can do this or that in that moment, I said, I do this now it's comfortable. What does my life look like in 10, 20 years from now? And that was so painful it was so clear and so instantaneous. It didn't even take time that Mm -hmm. I was like, Nope, I don't care what you want me to do. I'm going this way because that might be comfortable right now, but it is death for me down the road. Like it's that painful. I'd rather die than live that. So I went the other way. So if you can amplify your pain beyond the moment into the projected future of if I don't change, if I keep doing what I'm doing, if I keep staying here, you will actually aggravate your body enough to go, no, (laughs) Mm -hmm. we're going this way. And I don't care what it looks like at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Mm -hmm. I was, um, and I can't even remember his name. He's this very eccentric, uh, Eastern European philosopher. Um, he's so funny, but he's like got some such interesting points, but I was watching this, this talk of his recently, and he was saying how it's like, when it's, there's this relationship between, uh, need and freedom Hmm. because we kind of associate like think of like need, like when you need to do something that it's actually like, um, you're limited that there's like, there's something, but it's actually when we act upon our deepest needs, we experience it as absolute freedom. Hmm. So it's like, even when it's standing up against someone, when it's standing up against someone who's oppressing you, um, it's experienced as freedom, but it's like, but you're acting out of a, a sense of need. No, it's like, I have to do it. Like there is no choice. Like you, you do it because you have to, but it's, there's an experience of freedom with it. That's, it's such a bizarre, kind of a bizarre thing. I mean, it makes sense, but it's also bizarre when you think about it. 
I, I agree with that. I actually, I, I feel that's very true. And I think back at that moment in my life, you know, it was a, it was a must. It was, it was, it was even more, I'd call it more than a need. It was a must. And it wasn't a, you have to, it was a, it was a, like, I, I think that's a thing. I, I think it's difficult to make decisions when you're not clear on your vision and your values. You know, we have a whole episode on vision, uh, a whole uh, law that we brought into these conversations. Mm-hmm. And I think vision is just so important because when you get to the point where you believe in your vision and you believe in like whatever it is that you think it is that you need to do or want to do, it's like a calling and you actually really like have a sense of that. And you have a deep connection to your values. And what I mean by values is who you want to be as a person in the world. When those things come together, magic happens. But I would, I would preach and say that most people, most of us, including myself at times, is just not connected enough to our values and our visions. And that's why we don't make the, the bold choice. That's why you don't make the choice that really counts. And that's why we let all this stuff act up. Because when you're really clear on those things a lot of this stuff becomes a non-issue. It really, yeah. like, like, you're like, what was I so worried about? You know what I mean? But, but I think it's such a shame when people get caught in, um, they just get caught in it. Like they, they get so disconnected from their values and so disconnected from their vision that they just get caught mm-hmm. in like this, um, uh, this comfort zone that just makes you numb and makes you try to just avoid pain. And you're just like, I, I don't know, like, I don't believe in my future and I don't believe in myself. So I'm just going to stay here. Cause at least I know this and at least yeah. I'm okay here at least for now. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's a survival mode, right? Like that's survival. Yeah. You're just trying to survive. Think about it. Yeah. 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 And it's, and there's, yeah, there's, it's just surviving. It's not thriving. There's no, um, there's no sense of, your being in the world exactly you know it becomes kind of muddled and confused if you don't know your your why so to speak totally yeah that's good yeah yeah um yeah well you know i'll say um like right now in my life something i've been just doing on a day-to-day basis is i've been listening to a lot of success talks and I call them success talks. You can call them whatever you want, but like life talks. Right. But uh, Jim Ron is actually somebody who I'll, I'll give a throw out to. He's a very famous uh, public speaker of, of the past he passed away, but he's a brilliant man. And he talks a lot about like living your life and he really simplifies some, some great ideas, but I've been listening to him talk and listening to him talk, listen to him talk. And he, he makes some incredible points and um, you know, some of the things that this has been helping me do is just continually to put my mind on what matters and put my mind on like what I actually care about. And what it's helping me do is kind of drowned out a lot of the noise that kind of comes back the fear-based noise. Like, Mm -hmm. well, what if you change your job and then you can't find another job? And it's like, well, that if I, okay, great. I entertain that that's a possibility, but am I going to live there? Right. Is that is because if I say yes, what if, and I live there, then I live there. But what if I say I visit there, I visit it and I'm, and I visit the relatives of fear <laughs> and I say, hello, everybody. Thank you for your insights. <laughs> now I'm going to go live my life, but I don't want to live there. That's not where I want to live. So yeah. you can acknowledge fear. I think it's important to acknowledge what could go wrong, mm-hmm. but then, do you want to live there? And I think, unfortunately, a lot of the time we live there. And, and I look at myself, I mean, 
I say, people live there. I live there. I've lived there in fear. And it's never the right choice. It, you just know in your heart, it's not the right place to be. Yeah. And then you, you live there so long, you start to get used to it. And you're like, what's wrong with my life? What's wrong with my happiness? Because you're living where you shouldn't be living. And you know you shouldn't be living there. And it's not in line with your heart. So you kind of got to look at like where you're living and go, okay, I'm, I'm like, and I'm not talking about physically moving places. I'm talking mm-hmm. about like, go on a trip to courage land or dreamland or vision land, go on a trip and visit that and tell me if you want to stay there and leave this little place for a moment and just see if you, if that can help you make the transition. Cause like eventually if you stay where you are, the change that comes down the road is not good. Yeah. You know, if it's, if you stay where you are and you know, it's not good now, it's only going to get worse. And we try to pretend it isn't, but it is only going to get worse. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, um, you know, uh, one of like my favorite books and a book that was like a, one of the most important books that I've ever read in my life was, um, the laws of spirit by Dan Millman. And one, in one of his early chapters, he shares the sentiment of, uh, as we like begin to trust in life, we find that wherever we step, the path appears beneath our feet. You know, and that's just like something that pops into my head on occasion of just being like, okay, you know what, just let go, you know, there's kind of, and also it reminds me of something that uh, Terrence McKenna used to say, which is like, you don't know enough to worry. Mm. And it's, there's, there's a great comfort in that because it's um, in a good way, in an intelligent way, because there's nothing wrong with, with comfort as long as we're, as long as there's an intelligence behind it, which is that it's like, oh, okay, right. Like this, this whole dynamic of life on this planet is so complex. That's beyond the understanding of any one of us, of any group of us, of any, but things have seemed to just unfold and carry on. And we continue to make progress in, in so many ways and so in many ways, we have history on our side here. <laughs> you know, it doesn't mean that there aren't problems and doesn't mean we don't address it, but that we can maybe just breathe for a, for a few seconds and trust that, you know what, somehow, even though we don't know how, things are going to work out. And I want to be very clear about this because... I don't want anybody out there hearing what I'm saying as just being apathetic about what's going on in the world, because I don't think it's that way. That's one way that we can look at. It's a very nihilistic way of looking at it. It's like, well, then, yeah, we just don't have to care. No, it's not about not caring. It's about freeing our energy and our attention to where it's actually useful. And I think that by actually opening up to that level of trust that things will be okay, we actually tap into our courage. Mm-hmm. There's more ability for us to be courageous in a sen- when we have a sense of trust when we're facing change in the unknown because we can act from that place. When we're too much in fear, where we are often paralyzed or we are causing damage, so often is the case. And I mean, you can just look at that happening all over the place or fear makes us do mm-hmm. stupid things or it makes us completely shut down. 
So there is a terrific intelligence to learning to just trust the changes of life and that life is unfolding as it should. This isn't me saying like you need to believe in anything in particular, but more so you can treat it as a thought experiment, you know, of just being like, well, what if everything was unfolding as exactly as it was supposed to, you know, how would that change things? How would that change things for you? Mm-hmm. Right. And ask yourself that question. What, what, how would that change things for you? If everything in the world and in your life was unfolding exactly as it was supposed to change takes time, you know, change, change takes time. It's, it's, you know, like, I think we'd like to snap our fingers and we like everything. We'd like the thing that we want to change to just change, but it's that time of change that actually where all the lessons are learned. It's that time of transition where we actually acquire the skills and the tools and things that we need. Like right now, I think that the world is going through a lot of changes, but what's happening in this time is that people are beginning to build the skills, the knowledge, the awareness and the tools that they need for when things actually change, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that time is important. It's a time of, um, it's a time of really like, like imagine you were going on a journey and you're like, okay, we're going to go climb over the other side of this mountain and we're going to go see what's over there. And we believe what's on the other side of that is better. But before you go climb the mountain, let's get our stuff together. Let's get our rope. Let's get our climbing gear. Let's, you know, let's figure out how to actually climb, you know, let's mm-hmm. figure out how to actually repel or, or bring a rope, whatever. Cause like when you get to the other side of the mountain, how are you going to get down? You know what I mean? Like, if you don't know, you know what I'm saying? Like, so there's like a, uh, it takes, there's a skill, right? There's a skill mm-hmm. that needs to be built in humanity and in us, right. In a personal level. And it sucks to go through these times of like, I wish everything could just be the way I want it to be. Right. Like we all kind of want that, but mm-hmm. in these times, we've got to trust that right now is a time where we're, we're getting the tools together. We're building the skills and we're doing the things that are necessary so that we're prepared for wherever it is that we're going. And that process takes a little bit of time and it takes a little bit of, um, you know, discomfort. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, just cause you want something doesn't mean you get it. Like we all know that. Right. And if you, if you, if you don't, then you're delusional because you don't just get what you want. You get what you prepare for. You get what you're ready for. And like, even if you get what you want, if you weren't prepared for it, you won't keep it. Mm-hmm. And that the other thing is, is like anything of value can be taken away. So let's just say, let's just say, for example, you make a million dollars, there'll be people who want to take it. Let's say we, um, we uh, take racism and we figure out exactly how to deal with it. There'll be people who will try to make it go back to racist. So like, you'll need to protect that. Once we get there, doesn't mean that we're done and everybody's a non-racist. It just means that now we actually got ourselves to a place that's good. And now we got to protect it against people who try to bring in racism. You know what I'm saying? So you have to be strong enough to protect it when you get there, which means preparation, which is now we're preparing. So change is important. And I think that fighting it or trying to make it wrong or not like trusting in it is a mistake because you're missing what, what we're doing right now. And mm-hmm. it's not always pretty, <laughs> but it's yeah. necessary. Yeah. And it's interesting like to use the analogy analogy of like, you know, doing a climb and, uh, you know, equipping yourself with, you know, the tools that, that will serve you best, you know, like it's not saying it's going to be perfect, but the tools that are going to serve you best, you know, for me, it's like, I think of, 
the equipment and the tools that we need right now are compassion, uh, respect. Mm-hmm. We need to, to act in good faith towards one another, um, to not assume ill intent from people that, you know, we have a difference of opinion with, you know, these are the things that we need to equip ourselves with so that we can actually solve the problems together. Cause that's the only way that, that this is really going to happen. Like particularly with the, the, the specific issues that we're facing right now, um, is are ones that can by their absolute foundation can only be solved by a collective, mm-hmm. you know, it's not going to be solved by any one group. That's, that, that's just, that's just fundamentally flawed in, mm-hmm. in, in that idea of thinking. Um, so that is going to be challenging for a lot of reasons, but we have to, hang on to that we have that has to be at the forefront of our minds even when we are feeling um triggered when we are feeling attacked when we are feeling you know that that we are ultimately trying to do the same thing we are we are we all want the um the best result. i mean some people don't there are some people but again we need to be able to communicate with people who are completely off the rails mm-hmm. um with with what's going on and what what the solutions are um there's always going to be people like there's a spectrum right there's let's say the 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 saint right the person who is absolutely non-racist non-sexist total empathy total compassion they have all the elements and everything that we need to build this humanity mm-hmm. those people when they get there teach the rest of us to look and go, okay, that's what it looks like. Like Mother Teresa's, you know, these types of people. You look at them and you go, wow, like that's what's possible. Now, not all of us fully embrace all of that, but we start to look at that and we go, okay, that's possible. Mm -hmm. Then there's always going to be people on the other end of the spectrum, you know, the the, the just dark, dark part of humanity. And that will always be there. And, And, you know, we can try to say, well, let's close the spectrum into like everybody being saints. But amongst saints, there is always a demon, you know, because there is always the worst saint of all the saints. Right. So, um, you know, I think that as we progress as a humanity and the society, um, and personally, we are both all the saint, our best, best self and our worst, worst self. Right. But Mm -hmm. you can take it in society, take it in the self. You need to accept it wholeheartedly. You need to embrace the fact that all of this is here and what, I think the uh, I think a quote or an idea or concept that I could share is that it only takes one candle to light the darkness. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about it, it's way easier for good to win. It's actually easy. Like think about it this way. Good is way more powerful than evil. And here's how I know, because the reason why evil happens or bad happens is because it's easy to do. It's easy to eat poorly. It's easy to treat people bad. It's easy to do that stuff. Mm -hmm. It's easy to be careless and inconsiderate. It takes work to be considerate, to be empathetic, to show compassion. But the thing is, is that most people are evil or bad, not because they intend to, but because it's just easy. That's Mm -hmm. why they're bad. They're not bad because they're bad people. So if you think about that, if you want to be on the side of good, good people actually if you're actually going to be good in the world, it takes effort. It takes mindfulness, it takes care. So Mm -hmm. um, if you think about it this way, 
you're not dealing with evil people. Mostly you're dealing with people who are lazy people who are doing the easy thing. And it's just yeah. like we talked about, about change. You know, you don't change cause it's easy, <laughs> right? It's hard to change. So, yeah. um, but when you start to embrace change and you start to see why you would be good, why you would change, why you would do this stuff, then you don't understand why anyone wouldn't. So try to have that kind of, um, consideration when you look at somebody and they're not getting what you're saying or they're not up with it. Like mm -hmm. th they're probably just doing it because it's, they don't have the confidence and it's easier for them not to. So, yeah. you know, part of the, the, part of the good people in the world, the people who are actually living, your job is to light the way for others so that the darkness doesn't win. And it only yeah. takes one of us at a time to do a, to do a big thing. Yeah, that that reminds what you're saying reminds me again of, of some more of like uh, some of the um, ideas shared by um, Marcus Aurelius, which is that it's like you know when you confront somebody who's you know sort of rife with ignorance, <laughs> shall we say, <laughs> you know it's like it's like there's no his whole thing was like there's no reason to get upset because you as someone who has um, who has gained wisdom and insight, uh, this is what you're for. You are, you are, you are right. for sharing information with this person. And there's no reason to necessarily attack this person, but it's like, it's like you as a human being, because like his, his fundamental belief is that human beings are for each other. We are for one another. We are to work for one another to be in service to each other. And this was a form of service. It's like you meet someone who's ignorant. And it's like, well, you know what? Hey, this is what I'm for. I'm, I'm here to share. I'm here to talk to you. And, and, you know, I don't have control over what you do with that, but I do have the capacity to, to give something to you. Mm. Right. And I don't have to be, I don't have to be, um, you know, I guess ill willed towards that person in how that expression is, is, is brought out. Hmm. You know, I want to kind of come back to our, our topic and that's, mm -hmm. that's great what you said. I don't want to undermine it anyway, but I want kind no, of, no, 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 we we're, we're, yeah, it's like, let's, let's, let's bring, <laughs> let's bring this full circle. Cause it's, I just want to make sure we're on point. And there was something I wanted to say in relation to that ship to that was that, um, change, change can happen through inspiration or through warning. And here's something, cause we're talking about trusting and change. Now, inspiration is imagine you met your future self and they did all the things that you dreamed of doing and you met them and they said, look, do these things. It will work. Right. Like, like this is who you'll become. And you got to meet this incredible version of you. Right. Um, there's, there's kind of an inspiration to that, but there's can also be a warning. You know, you mm -hmm. can meet the person that you will become if you keep taking the easy road, if you keep not changing, if you keep doing what you're doing. And, you know, my, my motto is amplify it by 10 or amplify it by a hundred. Don't just amplify it by one, like amplify it or two, like amplify it by like a lot. And let's just like, go to the extreme, go right to the end of the spectrum. Now, imagine you met yourself overweight, has cancer, broke, alone, you know, all these things, all the things that you absolutely do not want in your life. Right. And go, these are the, and, and talk to that person. These are the things that we did to get me here. You know what I mean? Like go down that road. And every time you do one of those things, every time you're about to do it, like 
like imagine you're getting closer and closer to meeting that person. But every time you do the thing that's in your heart, that's in your soul, that's in your, in, in your, your calling, right? That you're going to meet this other person. But sometimes the warning is more powerful than the inspiration. And hmm. I think what's happening right now in society, if I can just take a side note, just to kind of touch into that, you look at like what happened with Floyd and you go, that was a warning sign. To me, that was a warning sign. I think for a lot of people, right? There was a lot of shootings. There was a lot of bad things that have occurred in, in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. But when that happened, there was no excuse to me. Like there were shootings that happened and there were things that was like, well, it's bad. And, you know, like, okay, well, let's try and understand the police officers, try and understand whatever. Right. Like there was some relevance of like trying to make sense of it. Not to say that was okay. But like this one, you're like, Nope. Okay. I see now I'm clear. Like the veil is gone. You know what I mean? Like anything that I could pretend before I can't pretend anymore. Some people still have the veil on, but I think a lot of people had the veil pulled off and now Mm -hmm. they go, that is what it can look like. And we, and people started going, no, absolutely Mm -hmm. not. We're not going down that road anymore. So like we met the warning sign of where it could go. Like, can you imagine if that was normal? Like what a fucking frightening world that would be. Like if that is a normal world and, and I get that some people maybe potentially live in that world and we just don't mm-hmm. see it on video, which makes me go, okay, like now I care more. Now I'm like more attention. So from a social view or from a personal view, you can have that same response from a personal level in your own journey. And I think that both are very connected and related. And as you work your own personal journey, you will be better at helping in the whole society and cultural world. You know what I'm saying? But that was like, to me, that was where change becomes a warning sign. Mm -hmm. And you go, Nope, that's, that's too ugly. And once it's ugly enough, a lot of the time that's when we change. And I hate that. I, I hate that that has to happen. I don't hate isn't the right word, but it just, it sucks that it has to be that way. But it's like, a lot of the time, unfortunately, we sometimes have to see the worst. And what I'm saying is maybe do it mentally before it actually happens. Like Mm -hmm. see yourself getting cancer. If you keep making the choices you're making, don't get cancer. You know what I'm saying? Like don't walk down the road to have to actually live it. You know what I'm saying? Do it now. Like see yourself already going down that road and change course now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) Well, there's, you know, let's, um, <laughs> change, let's, yeah, change, man, change. What are but, you, uh, okay. Sorry. I, I, I feel yeah. like I didn't, I just want to say this. The worst things happen in the world and terrible, terrible things have happened in the world. Not just what's happening now. Terrible things in the past and history have been just horrible. Um, so when something really bad happens, I'm not saying it's all right, but you know, when something really bad happens, it's already happened and there's nothing we can do to change that. But let's start paying attention to that stuff and let's embrace that the change that's coming out of it is -hmm. necessary and important and trust that like, don't let things happen in vain. Don't Mm -hmm. let things happen. Like maybe something happened in a relationship of yours. Maybe something happened in your life. Maybe you lost your job. Don't let that be in vain. Let that be something that helps you to become better. Like, like mm-hmm. use that to serve you. And that's why I'm saying like trust in the change because like let whatever happened serve you. Don't let it destroy you because if you let it destroy you, then you let that bad thing win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All well, right. <laughs> big turn, <laughs> <laughs> big turn. Um, you know, Evan and I, 
we started these conversations just writing scripts and we we check in with ourselves as artists and they've become obviously very in-depth conversations and we, we we now tackle things that are i don't know man i never even thought we would get into these types of conversations especially live on a podcast but i i embrace them and i'm thankful for them and i'm grateful for them um, because they've enriched my life and they made me better as a person. And so I, I'm, I'm grateful that I can have these conversations with you and, and let them go this way. Um, and I think, you know, just uh, out of our history, we used to have a, a beer and what we would do is we'd have a beer together and we'd, we'd have a talk and I, whether you have a coffee or water or whatever with a friend mm-hmm. and you have a conversation, I think that's kind of part of the message we've always tried to share, but we like to recognize the craft brew that we had, along the way. And, um, I think I'm the only one having a craft brew today. Yeah. But I want to say that this one is incredibly good, incredibly good. And, uh, it's by moon underwater. It's the brewery and it's called, this is half of Eisen. and the story. And the reason why they mm-hmm. called it, this is half of Eisen, is because they said that a lot of beers get pawned off as like kind of loggers that are kind of almost like called Hefeweizens and stuff. So they're like, we're going to do this right. And so they did it. (laughs) (laughs) I will say they did it right. This is a really, really good Hefeweizen. So that's why they called it. This is Hefeweizen because they're like, we want to give you a real experience of a Hefeweizen. So, you know, (laughs) that's, that makes me want to go out and and get one. (laughs) It's a winner. So I, you know, I hope that promotes it. It's kind of a cool, uh, cool little image on the can there too for those on video but yeah um yeah all right man well we have some closing closing thoughts okay i'll close uh, you want to go you go i I can go i can go yeah um (laughs) um yeah trust in the face of change again I, i think just to reiterate it's like you know change is a constant and um there are times when it is more prevalent than others. And right now uh, is, is a time when all of us are confronting a great deal of change in progress, um, big change in progress. And it's, um, you know, it, it's not always super smooth and, and um, pretty to start. Uh, but if we can learn to, just again, trust in this change, trust that this is all going ultimately into a positive direction. Not that there aren't going to be some missteps along the way, you know, that's, that's, that's part of it, you know, cause we're figuring things out. There's, uh, there's no, we don't have the answers cause if we had the answers, then we would just do them, you know? Uh, so, I think that now is a time to be charitable to ourselves and charitable to others so that we can navigate through this change so that we can get out of our own sort of ideas of what we think should be or how it should be going so that we can actually just be together have a conversation, see what needs our attention and be open and, and consider it because that's really the only way we, we move through this, through this degree of change with any level of grace. 
That's, that's great. Okay. Here's my final thought. I would say there's three types of ways to deal with change and three ways that people tend to deal with change. There's one is that change is occurring in the moment and you're responding to it in the present moment, which is most of the time. And that's how we adapt because we only know so much and we deal with it as it comes. And then there's a, there's people who uh, they deny it. They deny change is happening in the moment and they wait and they wait and they wait. And what happens is then change is forced upon them. So usually this is, kind of, I would say more the toxic, uh, the negative, right? Being present to change is, is probably the best you can ever expect yourself to do. But when you deny it and you wait and you wait and you try to pretend it isn't there, like it's coming. And usually when it comes for you and it makes you change, it's not pretty and it's not comfortable. And then there's the third type of response, which is the people who foresee change. They predict change. They look into the future and they go, how could the world be better? And how do I want it to be? And they try to direct the course to that. And I would encourage everybody to try. Give it a shot. You know, try to look into your future and try to adapt to it. Try to become it, you know. And when you see the things that you're doing or the things that the world has or whatever that are not working, like get ahead of the curve. Don't wait till it's too late. Do it now. Do it before you're asked to. Do it before you're expected to. Do it before you're made to. And I think if you trust in yourself and your vision enough, I think you will. Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.